is the Better Life, Better Work show, and I'm your host, Allison Crow. I'm an intuitive life and business coach here to help you create better life and better work. I help super successful people, you know, the recovering overachievers, put the soul back in their lives, and I help soulful people create success. On this show, topics range from the mystic to the logistic, and our content will support your being and your doing while on your path to create better life and better work. More is not better. Better is better. Hey, hey. Episode 112 of the Better Life, Better Work show. And today I am tackling, I don't even know that I'm tackling it. I am bringing up a conversation that makes my stomach um hi y'all how are you so yeah today I want to talk about the political climate and I'm not gonna tell you what to do or how to be or what to believe I'm just gonna share some of my experience and processing I I had a couple things that happened that have really got me digging deeper into my own psyche, thought process. Many of you know that um, I have a large community on social media. I have really enjoyed being online since 2008. It's given me the gift of an amazing business and people all over the world. It's given me the gift of keeping in contact with people I went to high school with and college with and um, it's given me an opportunity to see, you know, with that memories feature, especially on Facebook, it's given me an opportunity to see how I have become and changed and molded. And uh, I know that four years ago, I was going through outside of politics, I was going through my own journey of learning how to not outsource difficult feelings uh, for a long time. I used positivity both purely and as a distraction from feeling uncomfortable. I uh, am a high ID personality and an Enneagram number seven that likes to feel good. And there's nothing wrong with feeling good. In fact, one of my best coaching, self-coaching questions is how good can I allow myself to feel? And <laughs> there was a lot of ways that I behaved and thought and um, that I used feeling good as a bypass for feeling difficult emotions. And I began work with Chris Seidel and Art uh, in 2014, 15, and um, went through some things with my parents, just natural aging and sandwich generation kids. And then the, poli the political climate of 2015-16 started getting kind of itchy. <laughs> I don't even remember the political climate of like the election before that. Um, I'm over here fidgeting. Sorry, Elise, you can probably hear that. I'm literally fidgeting while I'm recording this. So thank you for bearing with me. Um, and I had a really... I've always worn my heart on my sleeve. When I'm not outsourcing, I, I share my heart. I show my work. I don't, I saw a meme. I shared it on Instagram yesterday and it was like, I don't have resting bitch face or no, was, I don't need a mood ring. I have a face. <laughs> and so I, I don't do a good job of wearing that mask of 
things. And so my clients know, I'm sure that I have lost clients because of my politics, political beliefs, my political leanings. I'm sure that I have lost politics or lost clients because I do bring up the discomfort or, or things around politics. I'm not necessarily trying to change anybody's mind, but it, my political beliefs are a part of my character, my identity. And it's not that I identify with, with a party or not I, as far as identity. I mean, I do align more to the left. I grew up Republican. And um, I, I don't know, as long as I've been an adult, I've been more left. I guess if you call that Democrat, I generally vote Democrat. Um, and there are some things that have come up recently that break my heart. My own heart about me and my behavior. And I am somebody who wants to be informed. And a lot of, I remember early in this, as this climate began to shift and began to get really divisive and things began to get shared on social media a lot more. Um, man, it's easy to hang out with people you believe the same thing. And when you are, so I also consider myself an empath. Um, those of you who know anything about, um, oh God, now I can't remember the name of it. Um, there's a, there's a, like a personality astrology typing tool. I cannot remember the name of it. Maybe somebody watching can help me. Um, I'm having a brain fart, but like where you have centers, various open centers and closed centers. I'm a manifesting generator. Um, I cannot remember the name of that modality, but in that modality, I'm a manifesting generator and I have an open crown chakra and an open third eye chakra. And so what that means to me and, and what I learned about myself and going through that uh, process was that um, not only do am I empathic and can sometimes feel other people's emotions, human design. Thank you, Rebecca, human design. And so not only is it in my nature and practice to feel other people's feelings and be aware of those, but I also can take on other people's thoughts. Uh, it's one of the things that makes me a really good coach. I'm almost willing to say a lot of times I can read your mind. Um, I, I may not be able to read it word for word, but I have a very intuitive, I have an intuitive way of seeing the world and I have even before I know it. Um, and so that open head center. And so I can, not only can I take on other people's emotions, I can take on other people's thoughts. So as a practice, it has become what is mine? What is somebody else's? Is that mine? Is that somebody else's? And I can especially take on what I can either take on or get very offended by, which many of you probably can too, and it may or may have nothing to do with empathy or open head centers, um, take things personally with something we disagree with. And so there's a couple of instances that happened just this weekend. Granted, these instances happen all the time. I have moved to a new neighborhood. And I live in Texas. That is traditionally Republican. Uh, my parents are very Republican. 
Um, it's one of the, you know, biggest challenges of our relationship is that my mom and dad are really Republican and all five kids are much more left leaning. And we do our best to, we do our best to not fight. We're also all, all of us really passionate people. Um, you know, politics and religion in my family has always been, I mean, since we were little kids, since we were teenagers, some of the things we fight about, um, And when I moved to my neighborhood, so number one, I got off my old neighborhood site and got on my new neighborhood site. And right now I'm in watching mode. And I think we all as human beings have a desire to connect and to be heard and to lean into community. And of course, when I move to this new city, I want to belong. And what's interesting about moving here versus like being online. So moving here, I know hardly anyone. There's a couple of people I know from my old real estate world that live here. Um, but other than that, I don't, I don't know my, well, I know my cousin, he lives here, he lives around the corner. Um, I, I don't really know anybody. I see these people post on the community board and I don't know them. And I see a lot of really nice things and a lot of support and a lot of people being neighborly. And then of course, probably just like your neighborhood group, I see a lot of vitriol and hatred and judgment. And um, so I had a, I had this woman locally fence to fix my, do my fence here. We, we hired this company to do my fence. Mm -hmm. She's a young gal. She started her own business here. She builds amazing fences, high quality. Um, she is, you know, in her young thirties, she's hardcore. Uh, she is running around with her power tools and managing her team and selling her business and kicking ass and taking names. And, um, as she was finishing up, she said, um, you know, I've gotten along with her. I like her. I think she is wonderful. I have no idea what her politics are. <laughs> I think she's wonderful. And, I, I enjoyed working with her. She's, we're actually hiring them to stay in my fence. And she said something about, you know, hey, can you go to Google reviews? I said, I'm glad to. And she said, and if you're in the neighborhood group, and I said, yeah, I'm in the neighborhood group. And I've seen, or I said something about being in the neighborhood group and I've seen refer, referrals. And that was one of the reasons I picked you. Um, and she said, yeah, that'd be great if you could tag me or put something in the group and share. And I said, yeah, I'm right now I'm in the quiet phase. And I, it was interesting because I'm not normally, normally I'm like, this is who I am. And I just, I could feel the dissonance between wanting to believe and sharing what I believe. Because frankly, I'm pretty sure I live in a very, very, very white and very, very, very bright winged community. It's not absolute, but um, it's, it's, it's pretty far leaning right. And I said, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just watching right now. I'm, I'm not, I'm not ready. And somehow politics came out. She's like, yeah, my mom taught me to never really talk about bring politics into business. And I said, I get it. And, um, I don't know. I said, I said something about, yeah, I'm not sure I really will, will, you know, I said, I'm pretty sure I'm in the minority here in Longo Vista. And she said, what are you? And I said, I'm liberal. <laughs> she didn't say anything back. And I didn't see a complete look of disappointment on her face, but I could see this look of surprise. And it's not necessarily about her or me. 
And this is one of the things that breaks my heart. The second thing that happened was um, I have a doctor here in Austin that I've seen for three years. Um, I found a great nurse and nurse practitioner in Denton to help me with um, perimenopause and hypothyroidism and adrenal fatigue. And that was a really difficult physical time for me to be ill. And um, I have a, a his, I have a couple of history things that that have created a little PTSD for me around finding doctors and getting doctors. Um, I, I without going into those stories, I have some I have two really intense experiences that that kind of you know I don't get tied up about a lot of things. I don't immediately go to my child self about a lot of things, but finding doctors and being heard and listened to by doctors is, is a thing for me. And so when I came to Austin and I found this doctor and I've been on that protocol for three years, I love his nurse practitioner. Um, I feel so supported both emotionally and physically. And I referred somebody to the doctor because I've referred a lot of people to this person, especially perimenopausal women or menopausal women or, or people who are going through hormone adjustment. And they said, hey, by the way, do you think they're, um, this, this person really votes with their dollars and, and they research and she said, do you think that he's a Trumper? And I was like, no way. And I had never gone to look at his Facebook page before, not his Facebook page, but his personal profile. And I found his personal profile and on his personal profile, I, I don't know whether he's a Trumper. I can clearly tell that he is pro-Republican, Republican, pro-Republican, and even more than pro-Republican, I can tell in pro-Republican policy, his posts express massive anti-left and anti-liberal propaganda. And what I mean by propaganda is it's not just a fucking opinion. It's not true. And... It just stunned me. Now, you know, my, one of my first small thoughts was, oh, we shouldn't put politics, you know, if we put it out there, then, then we lose business. No, he has every right to believe what he believes. But I was so disappointed that this person that takes care of me that should I be sitting in his chair and he know that I identify as liberal, what does he make up about me? His, his posts are public, but I can't comment on it. And, and I, you know, I, I kind of made a rule to be very intentional and very slow about commenting on things on social media and but I, I'm having these conversations in my mind like oh does he think I believe that am I pro-violence am I pro-rioting and in my mind I'm like wanting to justify and explain all the nuance that protesting is. And there goes my doorbell.
My dogs don't know that that's the doorbell. That's fun. They didn't even move. Let me see if that's, um, let me see if that's, (laughs) that's my gal. Um, and so in, in my mind, I made up this story about like, if I were sitting in his office and all the things he knows about me and all the things he doesn't know about me. And he knew that I identified as left leaning or liberal. Does he see me as this cartoonized, horrible human being? My own father has posted some things that um, about saying liberals, Democrats, or the left are Satanist. Um, I can't, I can't even remember all the things, but there's these accusations. And I have taken that on, like, just like, how can you think that? How can, you know, in my mind, I have this position of what I think. I feel like I'm pro-humanity. I feel like I'm a capitalist, a conscious capitalist. There's a, you know, it's this very nuanced thing. Um, I guess that's not her. Not going to worry about it. And, um... I never could resolve this extreme pain. So the other thing that's happened um, is in other than real life and democratic convention and Republican convention and what we see on the news and what we see on things are all these labels and these terms. And then in the last few days, there's been this post going around that I really like. I really like it. Um, I wish I'd written it. And it's, it's titled to the effect of something like, for my right-leaning friends, from your left-leaning friend, I'd like to share a little bit about what I believe versus what they tell you I believe. And as I read it, it's, it, it is true. It is true. And I've seen some of my left-leaning friends post this cut-and-paste post. And what I notice when I read it is my – now, this is me, not anybody else – but I notice I want to love you, not hate you. And I want to be loved, not hated. And I'm so sad at myself and others that are able to drop into knowing somebody and as soon as we find out their political beliefs which they have a right to have of course I think mine are right then all of a sudden the walls go up and I noticed a woman in my predominantly right-leaning Facebook group posted that post And these people that I don't even know were awful to her about it. She just wanted to be understood. And it's so easy for me to point out in my own mind, (laughs) online, what everybody else is doing wrong. And that feels futile. It is 
it is so easy for me to go, I'm going to cancel my, I have a membership with that doctor. Like you pay a monthly membership and all your visits for free and you just basically pay for your lab work and your medicine. And I just, I, I, two days ago, I'm making up all these stories and like I can vote with my dollars and I don't want my money going to somebody that supports that. And, and now, now mind you, I have a wide array of clients. I don't, I don't, have any extreme pro Trump people, but I have, I grew up in real estate, man. That's full of Republicans and grew up in Texas. And I certainly have a lot of left clients and I have a lot of libertarian clients. And a lot of times we agree to disagree. And, and there are some things in this polarized world where a lot of us are sticking our heels in the ground. And I think rightly so. I think respecting a human being is more important than respecting the idea of a flag. I think the idea of a flag was meant to respect the human beings. Um, And I have found myself being ugly, even if I'm not acting ugly to you or to somebody else online. Now, that being said, right now, I, I don't I don't want that in my feed. I, I don't want that vitriol in my feed from the right or the left. I don't want I'm so sensitive to that vitriol. I'm sensitive as a grown woman and I'm sensitive as the little girl that wants to love and be loved and that is a peacemaker. I am sensitive to the things that are going on. I am sensitive. You know, my my world hasn't been affected by COVID at all. I've lost two clients because of COVID. My sister has it. And so I'm affected in that way. But like, but I, I am, I feel the pain of my musician and artist friends. I feel the pain of local small business owners. I feel the pain of a lot of those who are suffering. It's kind of like right now, um, we have friends and family and I have clients in Houston. I don't have any in that part of Louisiana, but you know, when they were thinking the hurricane would hit Texas and, and not only do I cognitively know that one of my clients has to, um, you know, has to, they, they're breaking their COVID bubble. They've been very safe from the very beginning very protective, very autonomous and in control of their place. And they're, they're breaking it and they've got to pack up their dogs and their mom and their aunt. They have to leave their home wondering if it's okay. And so I know this logically, but I can feel the heaviness of that on top of the heaviness of everything else that's going on. And I've been that way since I was a little girl. And So one of the questions I've been asking myself is who do I want to be? I know what I stand for. I know what I stand for, sort of. <laughs> but, so this is, this is where the thing with my doctor came up. For example, the other day I get all righteous, like I'm going to leave my doctor and I get to vote with my dollars. And absolutely, I, um, I can do that and I may still, I may still move my membership. And anywhere I buy anything in my town, in my city, in the three counties around me, in my entire state is very highly likely owned by somebody on the right. And 
then I thought if my dog were dying or, or I thought to myself, you know, would I sacrifice my own care just because of what he believes politically? Now, here's the thing. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm wrestling with me and I'm wrestling with my own judgment and my own misery that I'm allowing to happen. And for me, not watching the news and not doing politics is head in the sand. I'm not doing that. I'm willing to participate in the difficulty of processing this. And I want to figure out, just like I've had to figure out how to do soulful living and soulful business, I want to figure out how to care about politics and voting, not just from the top down, but from the bottom up. I want to feel, I want to figure out how to be in this community. I want to feel, figure out how to hold and create community. I'm trying to figure out how to care about policy and community in a way that feels soulful to me. You may not give a rat's ass. That's fine. This podcast is not about you. It's about me processing out loud in the hopes that maybe somebody else might not struggle alone because I know we're all thinking about it. I know we're all weighing on it. And the more I think about it and don't talk about it out loud, the more I'm denying my truth to you guys and I'm denying my truth in my own body. It's emotional constipation. Okay, so back to topic. If I were dying and being rolled into the hospital, would I say, is my doctor voting for Trump? Oh, I'd rather die. Of course I wouldn't. And I get why some people are very absolute. Um... And so, you know, I, I, with my doctor, I have my next appointment is not until December. So I actually personally have some time to slow down and make a decision from a not emotional place. So I'm, I am on maintenance. I don't live anywhere near that anymore. And so it was already logical for me to move. But I also don't know that I want to give him the money. And so I may very well move, but if for some reason I decide to stay, do I let that be okay too? But what really bothered me, what really bothered me was that I am being just like my doctor is on Facebook. I am being just, I may not be nasty, in a comment on Facebook to a stranger. But I am being nasty in my heart. Now, by the way, I did just order my nasty t-shirt. Um, so I'm not using it in that term. Okay, we all know I'm left. We all know I'm liberal. Um, if you got to go because of that, you got to go. I'm okay with that. But I am being ugly, literally ugly in my heart about other people. I have seen my own friends and past clients post on social media and I have unfriended them with disgust. Now, part of that is to protect my mental state. But here's the thing. What I'm really thinking is I don't want to know that you, whom I care about, believe something so different from me. And I'm left with the unknown 
of that. And it's interesting because I think about all, y'all, I believe some weird shit. (laughs) I believe a lot of weird stuff. And I have friends that believe a lot of weird stuff. And I have, you know, I have some, I have a friend that doesn't believe in, I remember when I used to do um, card readings online and just to unpack my cards uh, yesterday, I used to do card readings online and she used to come to everything I did online and I noticed she didn't come to my card readings. And so I called her one day and said, hey, I make up a story in my mind about why you don't come to card readings. And I happen to know that she is um, Christian. And I also happen to know a lot more about her Christianity and in her church, oracle cards and card readings are a satanic and of the devil. And um, she said, yeah, you're right. That's why I don't come. And she was super nice about it. She wasn't judgy. She didn't say anything. She was just like, I'm just not into it. And I don't participate in it. And we had this really amazing conversation about it. <laughs> and we're close friends. And so I have a lot of close friends that I vehemently believe something different with. And for some reason, when it comes to politics, I find for myself, and the reason I'm owning this, okay, so if you take anything away, um, it is easier to yell into the void on social media than it is to put your boots on the ground or your money where your mouth is. Um, It is easier to unfriend somebody and say, I don't want to hear that shit. I disagree to get offended and feel like we're doing, like we're powerful. Unfriending somebody makes me feel powerful and in control. Thinking someone is an asshole because I'm fidgeting again. Thinking somebody is an asshole makes me feel powerful, but then it doesn't. And so what I'm doing for myself, because I don't want to bypass And I want to figure out how to navigate not just the next three months, but the next four years, no matter who wins. I want to figure out how to navigate life being interested in policy and community and government and my civic responsibility as a citizen of Lago Vista, Texas, as a citizen of Texas, as a citizen of the United States, and as a citizen of the world. Um, my husband just walked in that made me nervous he's one of these people that he cares very much too but he's like yeah just turn that off just turn that off and I'm compelled it's the thing I can't not do and so what I'm doing is I'm going deeper and I'm looking at what can I control what can I do how can I who do I want to be I don't want to be somebody that's completely silent and there is a lot more to me then my politics and my politics matter. Um, you know, I, the things I believe I want to stand up for. Um, I also want to stand up for things that have nothing to do with politics. I want to, I want to stand up. Um, I want to research. I want to learn. And to do that, I have to own that so much of my discontent has been my judgment of other people. And here's the thing, you know, I've, I've seen the statement and I agree that we can agree to disagree, but people are dying. And so agree to disagree is not enough for me either. How do I respect somebody when I don't respect what they believe? 
when I'm so confused by what they believe. And so then I turn it back around and go, why am I confused by what I believe? And I guess I am. Now, <laughs> this is not to say that I'm going to be converting to something, but I, the, the, the episode with my doctor made me think, okay, if I believe that I don't want to spend money with him because of the things he posted on social media, which is a legitimate choice. And it's obvious. I mean, the other doctors I researched, nobody had anything on their personal profile you couldn't see. And my doctor, frankly, did put a lot of stuff sharing public. And it wasn't pro-Republican. It was anti-Allison. It was anti-left. And so it's certainly a legitimate choice to say, yeah, I'm moving my business elsewhere. This is the example, too, of um, Chick-fil-A. I have made an attempt in the past to not eat a Chick-fil-A until I get a Chick-fil-A craving. And so the fact and honest and sad and depressing truth and embarrassing to admit is that I hold my values until it's uncomfortable for me. I have a line. I can be bought. And that is that, not to you guys, but to my own self, to my own integrity, realizing um, I, re I remember after my surgery, when I had surgery a couple years ago, I just wanted Chick-fil-A nuggets. And we, you know, and so my husband's like, I thought you didn't believe in that. And he's right. But I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm putting it down for today. And I hate to admit that sometimes that's the kind of person I am. If, you know, I can say I don't want to go to this doctor and I want to take, I, I don't want to give him money. But if I roll into the gas station down the street, that might be going into it. I don't know. I, I say I want to decrease my dependency on Amazon. And you know how many fucking Amazon packages have come to my house? A lot. And my husband says from the other room, a lot. And so I'm having to confront instead of looking at somebody else and hating them for their confusing beliefs, I'm having to own that my line moves from my own comfort. I bend. And I have a feeling almost all of us would bend if your pet or your loved one, you know, no matter how righteous we get, how, no matter how we stick our heels in the ground and stick a, a flag in, in for this is what we believe. If you walked into a doctor and they needed to save the life of your child or your loved one, and they were the only one in the room, but they didn't believe what you believed. And you are a kind of person that doesn't do that. <laughs> what, what decision would you make? Most of us are not going to let our loved ones die over politics. And I notice the nuance of that because people are dying over politics every fucking day. Every fucking day. And it's easy to say when it's within my control. So I don't have a resolution to that. I'm just acknowledging the difficulty of that. Um, I, I acknowledge the difficulty of, you know, sometimes I think I shouldn't even bring up my discomfort. My husband is fucking hammering things into the wall while I'm recording a podcast. Hey, babe, can you wait like 10 or 15 more minutes? I appreciate that he's doing all that. Um, and maybe it, it just is. The banging is what it is. 
I notice that my body is sweating and, um, you know, a lot for me, what I'm, when I'm recognizing my beliefs and when I'm recognizing my judgment of others' beliefs is I'm judging where I think they're out of integrity. And the fact is what I can control is where I'm out of integrity. And I know that I want to be, you know, one of my role models is Brene Brown, especially as far as this. She's from Texas. She says bullshit. She calls bullshit. Um, she had a post the other day. I'm going to, you know, these are the kind of things that uh, if I were in a, in a, for a little bit more of a perfectionist, I would pull up. But she said something is like, it's not about being left or right. It, to me, it's about um, being human. <laughs> And, and that's my value. And even as I say that, I make that up. That just because somebody believes so vehemently different, that, that they're not concerned with humanness. They're probably not concerned with the humanness that I'm concerned with. Um. Shelly, I'll leave your last name out of it, although this is public. Shelly says this in the comments, and I think this is a good like reverse of what I was talking about with my doctor. She says her youngest baby is transgender, and to think that someone's beliefs would stop them from saving his life makes me angry. So you know what that exactly. And then I realize, and when I am the person stopping something, that if I did it otherwise. I'm the one stopping. I'm the one putting a wall up. And so what I want to do is figure out, I don't have the answers. Sorry. (laughs) I want to figure out how I can be loving without bypassing, clear and kind and respectful. So one of the things that I've made a, a commitment with my husband to do or told him that I wanted to do, we do watch a lot of news. Um, And I wanted to quit calling our president. I want my criticisms to be of policy and behavior, not of looks. Um, I don't want to call names. I'm not saying that I don't always do that, but I've decided that like some of the lines I know I can draw is I'm going to stop arguing. I, I think it dilutes anything that I do believe in to make fun of the way somebody looks. Um, I, I can't criticize the president for typoing things. I, I typo shit all the time, like constantly. Um, I, I am having to realize one of the things that triggers me is because I am still unclear on my own self. And I'm not talking unclear about what I believe, but I am still judging myself. And I see somebody projecting and spewing hate and vitriol, but I still have projection and hate and vitriol in my heart. And so how can I be a part of any, now I'm not saying I do nothing. (laughs) I have the things I do and I have the things I don't do. Where am I willing to put my money where my mouth is? Where am I willing to put my boots on the ground? Where are my actions actually going to make a difference and what do who do I want to be and who do I not want to be 
And right now, what is breaking my heart from both sides is the vitriol. I hate that there are sides. I remember there being sides before, and maybe I just wasn't tuned in. I don't remember so much division. I remember disagreeing on policy. I've had so, as a, for a lifetime, I've had disagreements. I remember being taught in eighth grade at a Baptist school. I remember being taught debate class. Miss McMinn, for some reason, it was in Bible. We did debate in Bible class. Was it Bible, Miss McMinn? I don't remember. And, um, Maybe it wasn't Bible. Maybe it was something else, but we did debate and and we were given, we were told this is your position and this is your position. And I remember like talking about drugs and I remember talking about abortion. You would never think that a Baptist school would let part of their kids debate abortion. Right. (laughs) And um, because generally the Baptist stance is absolutely pro-life and and so I've, I've been having pro-life, pro-choice discussions my whole life. And when I was really young, I might get upset. And I can totally see why people choose pro-life. And I can totally see why people choose pro-choice. I'm pro-choice. <laughs> and there's something about the climate right now that we are being awful to each other. And as my... Sweet Lindsay walks up, not sweet, she's kick-ass, as Lindsay walks up to do my fence. And I, I, I made up a story about the look in my face, but I also had a look on my face, I'm sure, like when we realized we probably are on the opposite spectrum. And one of the things she was saying before we talked to any politics, she goes, I just can't believe what people believe. And I've said the same thing. So here's somebody probably on the right saying, I can't believe what these people on the left believe. And I've been saying the same thing. I can't believe that they believe what I believe. Or I can't believe what they believe. And all I know is we're coming up on four years. And we have another three months of um, politics, politics online, people sharing stuff, news um, that runs the gamut. Um, By the way, y'all quit clicking on that shit that gives these little apps or information. It's like, Oh, which celebrity are you? And it shows you, you look just like so-and-so. Yeah. You just gave all that shit to some information person. Stop that. Stop playing those dumb games where you click on it and it takes all your information on Facebook. Just a little side note. Okay. Let me, let me sum up. Thank you for listening. Thank you for letting me cross out loud. I know I'm, I'm not going to change what I believe in. I'm also probably not going to quit talking about politics, but I also don't think that me telling you is so group think was another thing too. Like I do realize that people using their voice does help make change. Protest help makes change. I happen to want change. Some people don't want change. Um, Arguing with somebody on Facebook isn't going to change their mind. Um, That doesn't feel good to me. And also being quiet doesn't feel good to me. So I'm going to keep using my intuition. Just like today, I went to go lay down and take a nap. And I was like, really preoccupied with these thoughts. And I was like, oh, I'm supposed to do a soulful success. And why you should invest in yourself. And business, business, business shit. And I heard, talk about what's on your heart, Allison. Oh, shut this door. Hey, babe.
And so the question I'm asking is, who do I want to be? What is the energy I want to carry? And what is the, what is the way I want to be with myself? And what is the way I want to be with other people who I disagree with? I know that the, the biggest changes in my life. So for example, I've used this many times. Um, I remember uh, one of my clients talking to me about white privilege. It was 2013. She was in my kitchen and I was like, what? No, I grew up this way and this way and neglected and blah, 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 blah. And we had an amazing conversation with our feet under the same table. And so generally I don't have these kind of conversations unless my feet is on the same table. At Camp Starheart, we have conversa- we have had conversations around race and white privilege. Um, I- I'm willing to bring those into my business. I know that I hire for diversity. I welcome diversity in my, cl- in my clients. I'm not willing to say, if you're a Republican, I don't want you as a client. Because it's not about wanting clients. It's like I have a lot of Republican friends. I am very disappointed in their vote. And it's none of my fucking business what their vote is. And so I'm just rumbling with these things. Who do I want to be? And I tell you what, I don't want to be somebody that is all up in the nastiness. And is there a way to be fierce without being nasty? Kendra Kunov talks about fierce grace. And I, I realized, you know, there's a, there's a guy named Ainsley McLeod. He's actually, um, he does past life reading. See, there's another one of the things that I, I believe. And he talks a lot about politics and he's, he's very connected and tuned. And he talks about the past lives and how, to, how to deal with now. And it comes from a very grounded place. But one of the things he talks about is Ainsley McLeod. I lost the thought. Um, Oh, in his book, The Instruction, he talks about these different levels of people. And I do believe there are different roles. And and like my sister is a frontline warrior. She always has been. She is a frontline warrior. She raises her kids are 16, 17 and 18 years old. They have been raised on the steps of the Capitol protesting. Um, I am a financial contributor. I'm a hirer. I'm a conversation haver. Um, I'm certainly a voter. Um, my sister is so much of a warrior that she actually um, now works for the State Bar of Texas giving um, legal advice to people who can't afford it. And I'm trying to figure out how to be a good Samaritan and a good good citizen, a good Samaritan, right? And that's like the Bible story, the Pharisee and the... Um, what are the, the Samaritan, not in the Pharisee, the Samaritan and the Jewish person. I can't remember. See there, all my Bible stuff has gone away. How do I be like the good Samaritan? How do I approach somebody from a starkly different um, political belief and still show love? And while I may not be Christian anymore, I do want to be more like Jesus. Jesus reprehended the Pharisee and sat with the harlot. And I want to be loving and accepting. And if I'm loving and accepting, how can I exclude and judge a group of people by their politics? When I, in fact, like I'm mad at them for excluding people and I'm doing the same fucking thing. 
And so I got to own what I got to own. It's in process. I'm working on it. I'm thinking on it. I'm not perfect at it. But I know that I will be able to have more fierce grace. I can have a fierce conversation. I can respect a human being even if I don't respect their beliefs. And I think I forgot that for a while. And I know how to have a skilled conversation. And I commit to not verbally vomiting on you guys on a Facebook post. And I commit if people verbally verbally vomit and and are disrespectful to me, I'm just going to keep deleting. I'm fine with that. Um, How can I have fierce grace, still stand tall and proud and use my voice? Sometimes fiercely, sometimes gracefully. And not, it's, it's not easy or linear. You're exactly right, Shelly. You're exactly right. It's not linear. But I know that as soon as I get disrespectful and judge somebody as an asshole, I'm being an asshole. And that right there isn't going to fix anything. I notice that if you could read my mind, you would hear that I am nervous for being judged, for being soft. I have a lot of really fierce friends. And I, I am what I am. And what I am right now is mostly hurt that we're tearing each other apart. I am afraid of civil war in this country. I love this country. I'm so mad at it. I worry about people I don't know. And maybe they're not mine to worry about. And as soon as that comes out of my mouth, I'm like, that's not you, Allison. That's what I do. I've been doing that since second grade. I've been doing it from since before second grade. Hell, when somebody, I may have told this story before, but in my church, there was this guy, this real tall, he was tall, scary, white, old guy to me. And he was very, um, you know, the disciplinarian at our school. And we had chapel every Thursday and I hadn't been baptized. And I knew from a very young age that I had a relationship with God, with Jesus. I just felt whatever this version of saved was, that salvation was for everybody. It, it wasn't what they were teaching me at church. I just knew that we were all connected. Just At the time, I didn't know it as source. I just knew it as the energy of genus, uh, the energy of Jesus, or the energy of God, that we were born walking and talking connected to God. And I remember in my church, and I felt that so strongly as a second grader, and, and I remember them constantly on we had chapel on Thursdays and I heard the message and I was probably very sensitive to it that if you hadn't been baptized you were going to hell that horrified me horrified me and I was not the kind of person like my sister and brothers were the kind of people that would that I remember one time my brother even standing up in eighth grade when somebody said does anybody disagree with what I said and my brother stood up and said I do and he was talking about somebody saying that you were going to hell if you hadn't been baptized and in this in second grade 
I went up to Mr. Shotwell and I said, may I say the prayer next Tuesday? And I was so, I was really shy. Believe it or not, I was really shy, really shy when I was little. And I got up the guts. I practiced what I was going to say the night before. I go in that Tuesday. I talk to him. I ask him if I can say the prayer. And then I wrote out this prayer. And my prayer literally was, I wasn't saying what I was against. I was saying what I was for. And in my prayer, I, I prayed <laughs> the sweet little Allison, however old you are in second grade, was like, um, dear God, please help us remember that what's most important is relationship with you, relationship with others, and relationship with ourselves. And I haven't really changed that much now that I'm almost 50 years old. In my business, remembering relationship, not the fucking funnel. In life, relationship, not the fucking tools. In politics, how can I remember relationship? So that's all I have. Thank you for listening. Thank you for letting me process out loud. Thank you for watching and listening and interacting. Um, those of you who've interacted, I see Shelly and Jane. Fierce Grace. Um, yep, Shelly, I own that asshole behavior some days, and yep, it makes me sad. And I'm not saying don't be sad, angry, and heartbroken. Please don't mistake me. I am not into bypassing. I just need to find a way for me to be grounded. You know, I, 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 one of my upcoming episodes is going to be about the four agreements and take nothing personally. And there's a, there's a part of spirituality where we're like, not grounded that I'm not into anymore. I used to be into it, but I'm not into it anymore. So I want to figure out how to, as Brene Brown says, hold the tension between my passion and not taking things personally because I can make myself miserable and sick. I can really suffer. And I know I know that people who are suffering need me to do well. They need me to do well and be well so I can help. And I can't help myself, my marriage, my clients, you guys, my family, anybody, if I'm making myself miserable. And I certainly am not going to help anybody by screaming into the void. And so that's where I'm at. Um, I don't even know what the invitation is. Um, honestly, I, I, right now I feel so sensitive. I don't want any disagreement. <laughs> and I realize that's a really small statement. Right now I have my circle small because I'm growing my seedling, right? You know, when you have a little seedling plant and you put it in a little egg thing and you don't, you don't stick it out in the field when it's a seedling. And my fierce grace is a seedling. And I am literally, as we speak and as I move, moving for me, and I, my, my moving is not just a physical move of house. It is a new becoming. It's, um, it is, you know, we all go through cycles and it's like, I shed the cocoon of where I was both emotionally and physically. My business is in a new phase. My marriage is in a new phase. My home is in a new phase. The, um, the space in this house is in a new phase. Who I'm becoming as a leader is a new phase. My spirit is a new phase. 
and it's still a seedling. As much as I am a grown-ass, wise, perfectly imperfect, weirdo, almost 50-year-old, especially around cultivating who I want to be as a citizen and in politics, choose a seedling. So thank you all. I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you. That's all I got. (laughs) As always, thanks for listening. Totally appreciate you thinking about somebody who might really love this episode and you sharing it with them. Also, I always appreciate your reviews. It's like podcast currency. It's like a tip in the jar saying thanks. And finally, if you want to share on social media, a screenshot or any insights you get from listening to this episode, I will totally respond. You can share with the hashtag Better Life, Better Work Show. This show is sponsored by my three rescued dogs, Leroy Brown, Clementine, and Rocky Potato. They're here to remind you to consider adoption when you get your next pet. More is not better. Better is better.